Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis, and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each week we chat to a different guest about how they try and live their life without misery. But we try and do it with a little bit of laughter, because otherwise that sounds like a pretty gloomy idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Haha, morning, and welcome back to a podcast that raises money for Calm, whilst at the same time trying not to take itself too seriously and walking the fine line which can only be described as, oh no. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, This week's guest is Larry Dean. Larry is a stand-up comedian who in 2013 was named Scottish Comedian of the Year and was nominated for the best show in the 2018 Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Basically, he's a very, very funny man. Larry is touring the UK from autumn 2020, so Google him and go get your tickets now. Go get them now, or after, after the podcast, actually. Oh, you can do both. If you can do both at the same time, technology allows us to do many things now. This episode, we talk to Larry about languages, paranoia, and dating. Uh, This episode descends into utter chaos a couple of times, for which I blame Lauren and Larry entirely. I am a very sensible young man. Please remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, drink some water, eat a vegetable occasionally, all the usual stuff podcast hosts say at the beginning of an episode. Right, that's enough of me. Here is Lauren. Me. Here is Lauren and myself talking to Larry Dean. Hello, welcome to. Why are you laughing? 
laughing? I just said hello. <laughs> That's a really weird way of saying hello. <laughs> just like to mix it up, okay? <laughs> Hola. Um, I've been doing Duolingo. Hola. Juan come manzanas. That means Juan eats apples. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my, my things what, have been stuck with that one in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. On this week's podcast, we are joined by one of my favourite people. It is Larry Dean. Thanks, mate. Hello. Oh, thank you. do that again. Hola. Hola. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo te llamas? Me llamo Larry. So I just leave. <laughs> I learned how to say I only speak a little bit of Spanish, and now that's just all I'm saying. So I'm like, solo hablamos un poco español. And I'm like, I feel like I've got it covered now. Now I've learned that one phrase. I'm like, well, Technically, it's true. I do only speak a little bit of Spanish, and it's that one sentence. And Juan come manzanas. Yep. Me gusta mi pescado en mi casa. I would like the fish in my house. Oh, I know. I don't know any. Oh, no, only like eh, mi hermana was mi hermanas. That was it. That's only. That, yeah, that was the only one I think I can remember. Well, obviously, all I get out. Daughter and something. I think it's probably sister. Sister. Yeah. I, yeah. Apart from that, I don't know if I know any of her. No. Well, we did German and French in school. Ah, my grandmother is in Kissenboot. My grandmother is a hovercraft in German. Ooh. Don't know why I know that. It's the only bit of German I know as well. Very useful. Weirdly, they taught us how to say, like, was hast du und du pause, which is, like, what do you have on your break? It's like, why would you ever ask? <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't even ask, like, if, if you are, like, visiting Germany, but you wouldn't even ask that to your mate in the UK. Like, when would yeah. you ever go, yeah. oh, so what do you what do you eat when you've got a break? <laughs> you know what I mean? Ich esse Kekse und Schokolade und ich trinks oranges. And like that's pretty much all the German. But the reason why I can remember it is because I remember thinking this is the most ridiculous thing to learn. Yeah. And that's why I can remember it. My uh, French teacher was amazing. Well, maybe not with the story I'm about to tell. But um, when we got a GCSE, we had like, you know, when they get like the French tutor in. So it's someone who's from France. They're like a uni student or whatever. And they're coming and doing like a placement in a school. So they improve their English and they like obviously teach us French. And we were all like, we loved this teacher. But then we went for the, we didn't know when you do like modules like sport or healthy living. Um, we went for these one-on-one sessions with the guy. And we all thought we'd been saying like, I am healthy or I am unhealthy. But what we'd actually been saying was, I am a pervert or I am not a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like what are you saying and we I can't remember what the word was but we were like we thought it was saying either healthy or not healthy and he had to go to the teacher and be like you're teaching them to say I am a pervert or I am not a pervert and she yeah, was yeah. like oh that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <la> oops <laughs> <laughs> Should we, uh, should we start the podcast? Yeah. No, I want to do the whole thing in <laughs> Give the listeners what they want. <laughs> Languages. <laughs> my auntie's Iranian and my uncle's marrying her. Uh, well, that's usually how an auntie usually comes about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then um, my dad did a speech, but he did it in Farsi. Uh-huh. But then he said thank you to the Pazukis, which is her surname, and our friends. But he didn't realise what he, he got the word friends mixed up with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> he just kept referring to all these monkeys in the room. <laughs> oh no. Right, I will ask the first question. Hey. When was the last time, Larry, that you felt calm? I went for a pee ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That sweet, sweet release. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You said it was a complicated pee, though. It was, because you were like, yeah, the labyrinth of this studio, man. So, well, I can't even remember it now. No, we like to make it as stressful as humanly possible Oh, yeah, before because we do there's a... two single cubicles, and then they were uh, taken up, and then there was a shower, and then I thought... They were occupado. <sighs> I'm going to do this the whole hour. <laughs> oh, God. 
It's going to be a no, long, I need a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there, were, there was a shower in there, though, and I thought, maybe I'll go in the shower. And then... Um, <laughs> Well, I would have obviously peed into the... I wouldn't have, like, got naked and then had a show just to pee. <laughs> Larry's been a while. <laughs> just hearing the sound of all that water, but just like, Jesus, how much did he have to drink? <laughs> Come back in. Why does he smell like papaya? <laughs> uh, before the bathroom, uh, when was the last time you felt calm? I was thinking that, because you said that, you know, you usually ask that question, and I was thinking, probably before the invention of the mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know actually well because I, I felt calm, proper calm the other night because I was doing a, a gig and then I had a new bit and then you know that feeling of when I like you talk about something that's happened to you recently mm-hmm. and it works and then you just think oh the pain and suffering was worth it <laughs> and then but you have, have a, such a kind of, yeah exactly and it's just weird because you think oh it's, it's all been worth it um, but yeah apart from on stage apart from when I'm in the toilet first last time I felt properly calm I meditated like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and that was I was alright but then I don't know there's loads of things that make you calm I, th- I think there's, I never have like a calm day because mm-hmm. then there's obviously going to be peaks and just a calm moment yeah exactly like the, the five or six seconds after you ejaculate that's like the, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if this is this type of podcast it is now yeah it is now <laughs> okay here we go I mean, it started off as a Spanish lecture to be honest oh yeah exactly <laughs> then we go on to these um, I uh, <laughs> don't know what accent that was <laughs> you go to these uh, yes come on um, <laughs> I feel calm in Colombia um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I um, yeah after you after you finish having sex that's when you feel calm because mm. it's very relaxing when you cry <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, did I answer the question I don't know if I've answered the question oh god I don't feel calm now guys <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's loads of. I think in any in any day you have like I probably have about four or five calm moments. But you can say four or five wanks. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, to face actually, because I did. I talked about that in my last show, and I, and I think people don't even realise that they do it. Of I said that I, usually when you're stressed, one of the things you do is you like you masturbate or whatever like that. But then, um, which a lot of people don't even probably realise they do it. But I think people do do that. It's like because you have a cigarette, you smoke, you smoke or you drink or you you masturbate. This has got so dirty so quickly. <laughs> I'm so early in the day for that. Um, but I, so yeah, I don't know. Um, peeing, that's the new thing. That's, peeing. Yeah. There is something about sitting on the toilet that's quite calming. I mean, I've just lost where this podcast is going at this point. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, we had, we had, well, depending when it goes out, we've had Alfie Browning on about kids. And I find that when I'm looking after my niece and nephew, they're so like all consuming that sneaking off to the toilet for five minutes and just like shutting the door mm. and having that little sort of room of tranquility where I'm like, you cannot bother me because I'm in the bathroom and if you come in I'll call you a pervert so this is my time but then they just wait outside the door and I'll be so like so calm and chill like this is my five minutes to just like I'm not Auntie Lauren I'm not I'm just me sitting on the toilet and then I'll hear someone shuffle outside and I'm like are you behind the fucking door and they're like yeah yeah we're waiting for you you can never have any privacy I'm like oh god so what going to the toilet like the kind of the non-smoker cigarette yeah like a little escape room because that's what I find of like just having a I don't smoke um unless I'm drinking but I have little e-cigarettes mm-hmm. and just even the excuse of being able to leave to go out for an e-cigarette it's yeah. nice to kind of go because I, I think even like in a I don't look after kids because the judge told me not to <laughs> um, I don't look after <laughs> 
But whenever I'm over at like a family party and that, I, I, it's just having loads of people in a room. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I hate feelings if I have to be in a room. Yeah. How long left of this recording? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like um, you know when you go out for dinner and then you people stay after the vape. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. I hate that. That's usually when I'm like, oh, I've got to go and do something. Yeah. But having able to have the e-cigarettes throughout that means I've got like I can take little breaks and kind mm. of cut mm. it all up. Otherwise, it's just too intense. Because I'm a smoker, and my therapist said it's because. I use it as an excuse to get out of situations because of my anxiety. Uh -huh. So I always use it to go, like if I'm in the pub, I get stand by myself for five minutes. So if oh. I'm out for a dinner, I just leave it mm -hmm. and I can just be by myself. And I'm more addicted to that escapism than I act to actually cigarettes. It's just costing me a fucking fortune to be uh, wow. so anxious all Switch the time. Switch to the toilet. Well, yeah, and also... <laughs> Where's Aaron? He's in the toilet crying again. That's why train exactly. stations have made them all free. They're like, ah, uh, everyone's just in there sitting anxiously. We can't charge them for that. It's like I traded nicotine for IBS. <laughs> <laughs> Also, so I'm thinking, like, because you would, because there's a thing, because I don't think people who've never smoked get it of like when they say, "Oh, just go outside then for a bit." It's like you just look nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely insane. <laughs> of because oh, he's out to stand outside for five minutes yeah. in the rain <laughs> and just going to talk to himself. You look absolutely <laughs> batshit, man. So yeah, I don't know what to suggest of getting on because I'm trying to get off the e-cigarettes because mm. I tried that because after that thing of like, oh, apparently you know we're all going to die from the e-cigarettes stuff that was out in the news last week mm -hmm. um, then I was like I'm going to give up and then I gave up the nicotine because I thought if I stop having nicotine in it and then it'll just be the habit of puffing it and then mm -hmm. I'll just try and get out of that habit but then I had a, after the breakup I was a bit like oh god it's far too stressful a time to, mm -hmm. to was it called give up uh, nicotine because even I was beginning to think was that the reason why I broke up was, was <laughs> I being a bit too snappy Yeah. but then you know when people prod you when you're getting a bit snappy mm -hmm. like push your like, buttons yeah exactly and it, well, the thing <laughs> honestly my like when it, when it comes to pushing the buttons if you're giving up cigarettes you're the buttons are like the Starship Enterprise <laughs> like, it's like a massive control control panel it's like anything's annoying me just looking at people going oh why are you eating that croissant weird <laughs> I had a savoury croissant for the first time yesterday. It's really good. What a savoury one? Like a ham and yeah. cheese one. All right. It's well nice. Is it? Really? I felt fancy. Mm. I suppose it's probably it's not something I'd think that would work because in like brioche, uh, if a brioche on a mm. burger, you would think, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah. Mm. It's like sweet bread and a, a I mean, a I'm fundamentally coup. against brioche burgers. I think they're disgusting. Really? I can't eat have dairy, so I can't eat them anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah mm. I've ate brioche before. Uh, I didn't know what it was called brioche because my wee cousin liked brioche and then my gran would just call whatever it was after the person <laughs> so I just I thought brioche was called Jack's Rolls <laughs> Do you find being in Glasgow more calming than you did when you were in London? Uh, I thought I would right but mm -hmm. then it's got so many other negatives to it because uh, when I moved back I was like oh this is brilliant I've got my own flat mm -hmm. and uh, and also I was going out with the Australian guy who I was like totally head over heels in love with and I was like he's going to move over into the mm -hmm. flat with us and then that never ended up happening so I'm now kind of living in like a reminder of what when I had hope uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so there's because also it's the top floor flat at the top of a big hill mm -hmm. and I'm up there by myself so I'm like Edward Scissorhands <laughs> up there we don't go up that hill that's where Larry lives <laughs> It's like oh, it's not, it's not like this, you know the thing with the end of the snow and that. It's yeah. like oh, it's raining. Oh, it's just Larry's tears. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but as the other side, I've got to travel a lot more for work. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm not working, then I get a bit bored. And then when I get bored, my mind wanders. And then I start being thinking like, oh, why do I not have a boyfriend? You know what I mean? If you're sat mm-hmm. in the flat that you bought specifically to be with somebody yeah. and then you're not busy, you're just like, oh, okay. Um, better not worry about quite a say about my social life anymore. Uh, so I then I got... Um, but then I, I have been thinking of moving back to London. Really? Yeah, I know. And I, I don't like London, but mm-hmm. most of my pals are here. Yeah. Um, and I hate getting ripped off by landlords and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought I might rent out my flat in Glasgow and then move back here. But then, to be honest, I really just want to move to America. Really? Yeah. I think they just, like... Because it's nice just going anywhere and being made to feel special. And all you need to do is talk to an American. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And then, yeah, and you just, like... Because uh, I was saying to my pal, they're a lot like the... Um, you know the... In Toy Story, the wee green men? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, if you talk to them, like, ooh... <laughs> <laughs> Stranger, that's that. <laughs> Um, One of the biggest arguments me and my wife had was when we were in New York uh-huh. and we'd go into department stores and these like pretty young women would turn up and I'd be like, oh, I'm terribly sorry to bother you. Would you mind if you just showed me with this? And they would like be like, oh, you're so lovely. And then I'd wander off with them and she'd just be stood there fucking fuming. Yeah. We'd get outside the store and it was just, oh, it was horrendous. Just screaming. Because I've been told that, I've never been to uh, New York, but I've been told that they're a lot more rude than the other. Well, it's yeah. it's a big city. Mm-hmm. But then I went to San Fran. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're really, yeah, they were really friendly. But then it's so like, I mean, I don't know if I'd ever trust anybody um, after the night. I, I don't think I'll ever <laughs> trust anybody there because you talk to them, they're so lovely to your face. Mm-hmm. And then you sit down for a cup of coffee, like, um, and then you would just hear every single person around you in the coffee shop talking about other people. Mm. Yeah. And I know you get that sometimes here, but mm-hmm. not near every single person I was eavesdropping mm-hmm. on was talking uh, about somebody else. And I shouldn't have been eavesdropping. No wonder them. <laughs> yes. like, no wonder the paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I have this with a 
comics though in green room when they'll start like having like a, a whinge about another act to me and I'll be like oh yeah yeah and I'll sort of join in and then they or I leave the room or they leave the room and I'll be like hang on what do they say about me yeah, yeah what yeah. do they say about me when I'm not here oh god yeah oh, they, no. but then I think I don't think most comedians you can't really take it personally because like I think comedians are like so insecure and them talking about somebody else is just probably making them feel better yeah than not talking than talking about themselves um I'm trying to think actually as well. Well, to be fair, actually, I think we've had enough stuff on social media together and enough gigs together that mm-hmm. people know that we're pals. Yeah. So I've not heard anything bad That's about the you. Thing. Once <laughs> people know you're friends with someone, yeah, yeah. They, that person won't get bitched about. Oh, like, okay. so like say, like say, if people know me and Larry are friends, no one would slag Larry off to me because they're like friend. Because <laughs> um, remember when I wanted to find out if someone had been slagging me off, and I asked in Australia, and I asked you, and they were like, "Well, they're not going to tell me because they've seen us hanging out and they know we're friends." And I was like, "Are well, you lying to me?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what you need to do Tell is well, you need to get one on, uh, like so one underneath. Then so like it's yeah. almost like you need to find somebody who you're not close with, become friends with them, yes. and then they might have had. Some, but then it's such an effort <laughs> to find out. Of it. I feel like that's how most comics make friends. Did you hear anything about me? No. Okay, let's be friends. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> then comics just lie for a living anyway. I don't trust any of them. When was the first time you see? Look, I'm asking a proper question. Look, when was the first time you became aware of wanking? Pull back and reveal. Oh, uh, no. Today, first... baby. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you became aware of mental health being a thing? Um, it was on a Facebook status. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> um, it was. You know, it was actually when I was really young because uh, my mum had postnatal, and then so when she had postnatal, uh, she had it for yonks, and then she took me to a therapist with her, and then so I would see some therapist person. I don't know what they were doing. It was almost like one of those weird dyslexic test things which I think she would just watch me play and but then I ended up going with all these other kids and that so I went to like this kind of NHS therapy thing when I was really young mm-hmm. and then I went back again and again and again and <laughs> and it turns out I was right <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> so I the um, so yeah from a really young age, but I don't know what it was that they thought I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm seeing one at the moment just because I got gaslit, and then it began to make me kind of question my own sanity and all that. Mm. Um, and uh, she says I'm right as well. And, <laughs> um, it's all it's all about being right. But then it's 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 um, I find seeing a therapist a bit strange though because it ov- obviously it depends what type of therapist and also what therapist. My I do really like mine to talk to, but she was trying to do cognitive behavioural behavioural therapy on me yeah. mm-hmm. and then she would hand me like a sheet of paper at the end of like this is like how just the pattern of the way you're thinking and I think as a comic you'd overthink everything anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm looking at that thinking like of course I know this is how I think I'm just trying to how do you make me not think this way and there's no way of making somebody not think away you have to kind of train yourself to not do it and you're mm-hmm. like no I'm not going to do that because I might not be funny anymore if I don't yeah. overthink everything <laughs> Um, so hi, I'm a bit like, ah, well, I'll just talk to her about stuff. I'll see if I can. It's my, de- I'm so determined to make her laugh, but I can't make her laugh. Yeah, I can try and do that with my therapist as well. It's so bad. <laughs> just like, I really want you to like me. It's like, oh no, I'm not paying you this amount of money for you to like me. <laughs> it's like, it's so... I'm paying you this money so I like me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I used to get those um, forms at the end of CBT as well, and it's like getting results back of how bonkers you are. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And every week, I was getting worse because uh, I was trying to cheat the system and make yeah. it look like I was getting better. Oh, yeah, you and go in and you think, oh, I'm going to watch out this, I'm going to play the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, she wants the dead grand material. All right, come on, bring it on. 
It's so ridiculous, isn't it? And then, there's one thing I haven't talked about it yet because we've basically been talking about my lack of self-worth quite a lot because I'm like, oh, I don't think people want to chat to me and stuff like that. And then at the end of the session, she goes, right, two seconds, I'm just going to get my card machine out so you can pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, great. It's just all progress today. God. I, although my mate said to me yesterday about neurolinguistic... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. She said it's similar to CBT. Mm-hmm. I find actually the best way of doing it for CBT is if you teach me a psychological thing, then I I find it really interesting because I feel as if I can then apply it to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've even started noticing of like, I mean, have you ever gone out with somebody just because long enough just because you want to figure out what they what's wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> they become your project. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what my ex did with me. So, yeah, when my therapist uh, was telling me about, like, the drama triangle thing, mm-hmm. of, like, so there's a victim, there's a persecutor, and there's a, a rescuer. Mm-hmm. And I kept noticing that I was always trying to be a rescuer because if you've got lack of self-worth, you think, if I help somebody out, yes. then they need me. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, and I was like, I keep doing that. So then I began to... When she just showed me the the graph and that, I was beginning to just figure it out for myself. It's like that thing of like you're more likely to learn something if you have to learn it yourself rather than somebody telling you and you to learn it. Yes, yeah. Um, because then I started looking at all my other f- friends and like people I've gone out with before and like, oh, you're very much a victim. Yeah. And um, and persecutor. I don't really know many. Per- I don't really know many persecutors actually. No. I think it's all comedian, comedians think they're victims. Because, yeah. <laughs> very much on that point of the triangle. <laughs> I don't know. Do you not think you're a rescuer? I think I'm a rescuer. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that thing of like, oh, if I can't, I don't want to look after me, but I want to look after this person. Yeah. Like, I'd rather help other people than help me. That's like what you said in the last series where that's a def- deflection or distraction. It's from displacement. S- displacement. Theory, yeah. You began for D. <laughs> displacement series? Yeah, it's or? just, you don't want to look after yourself, but you give yourself self-worth by looking after everyone else around you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're just ignoring yourself by putting all of your attention onto other people and then you wonder why you're so sad all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. You're going, oh, no, it's because I want all my friends and family to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, maybe I should start wondering about whether I'm happy or not. Oh my! When I know this, when I hear that kind of stuff, I'm like, I, I kind of think, yeah, but I mean, I don't want to hang out with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's like that bullshit of a breakup, man. I just there's so many ones. I'm like, what, how that that vice does not make any sense. You know, when they say, oh, like you know, the best revenge is life worth well lived. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, let's be realistic here. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone keeps because I I've been told I shouldn't go in another relationship for six months because I need to find myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna do that after the last one, and then I met somebody and I was like, oh, they're really nice. Yeah. And I was over it. Um, well, I thought I was, but then you kind of you just have to play it by of how you actually feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. I've been finding with that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I probably should because because my therapist didn't say leave it for six months, mm-hmm. but she was listening to me talk about this breakup after not seeing me for three months because I was a, we were chatting about the last breakup which mm-hmm. happened a couple months before that but then she uh, she even went heard this story before I said what are you on about this I haven't seen you in months and she went she went I've uh, got the notes from our last oh, meeting no. <laughs> and then she said the exact same stuff happened uh... and it's and you thought the exact same way about this and you even kept coming up with three or four different reasons why each person made that certain move and she oh, said wow. you have you can't stop you have to stop thinking what are they thinking you're in mm-hmm. your own groundhog day yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so um well 
fuck it. Who cares? Any, if anybody wants a date after listening to this, <laughs> it was a shit. <laughs> oh, do you, want, do you want to play my anxious game? All right, aye. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, you know, like, would you rather? Uh-huh. But all different, like, anxious scenarios. Okay. So if you just pick a number between one and 15. Eight. Eight. Where is that? Ah, right, this is a good one, and this caused controversy with me and Matt when I tested them on Matt. <laughs> Would you rather feel the smartest person in a group or the stupidest person in a group? Oh, that's a st- oh, man, that's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I probably go stupidest because it tends to be the stupidest one's a funny one. Ah. Mm, I think I usually am the stupidest person in a group. <laughs> I think it usually is. I th- I also, as well, when it comes to that stuff, like, I don't think they particularly feel anxious whenever if somebody thinks I'm stupid mm-hmm. see I do do you yeah I really get like I think as well because I've got this accent that I'm used to people thinking I'm stupid just for the way I sound so I always instantly feel that prejudgment of like are they going to think I'm thick so then if I genuinely don't know what I'm talking about it's going to be like oh, that's a stupid little Geordie oh, thick Geordie but in saying that I think I'd rather so I'd rather be the smartest person in a group because mm-hmm. I hate feeling stupid so much it makes me feel so like oh they think I'm this they think I'm that uh, so I think I'd rather because as well like I was quite smart at school and when you're smart <laughs> in a rough school you learn how to hide it <laughs> <laughs> so I think if I was the smartest person in a group of people who I felt were less knowledgeable on something than is I'd be able to downplay it and not right. be like smug about it but I think if I was the stupidest pit I would just sit and I'd go red and I'd be like oh they all think I'm fake but then when you're saying stupid then like because like whenever anyone has a conversation about politics okay. and I'm sat and I'm just like and then they'll ask for my opinion and I'm like Boris <laughs> he's one of them <laughs> And then it's like, oh, well, you know, so, so you said that you, like, you vote Remain, but you don't know anything about politics. But and then they'll start questioning you on things and challenging you on things. And I'm like, OK, OK, I get it. Maybe I don't know much, but please, please don't make me feel stupid. Oh, right. Because mm. I usually find that this, being the stupid one, it's, it's like when you have a thing you do know about, everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, where did that come yeah. from? Um, so you kind of put the expectation low because I, I think would it not be really stressful being the smartest person in a group because then you get the thing of if you don't know something that they're talking about mm. then you get the major insecurity of like oh this is my yeah. thing my identity is being smart like when you're at a pub quiz and you're like I should know this one yeah, I should yeah. know this one that's exactly why I'd rather be the stupidest person really? there because I'd be terrified I, if I was the smartest one of getting something wrong and then looking stupid oh. and trying to look smart I was at a pub quiz the other day and I didn't have the guts though because he said which one of the Beatles is the youngest was the youngest mm. and, I, and I thought well the fact that he said was is all they kind of cutting it down to two oh, yeah. yeah and then um, but then also I th- beforehand I thought I'm pretty sure it's George mm. Harrison mm-hmm. and then it turned out it was George Harrison yeah. but then I didn't say it I had to wait for somebody else oh. at the table yes. to say it and you, oh yeah I thought that too yeah yeah, yeah. But, but you don't you don't want to say that because that makes it sound as if you're even more stupid yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking like. that I promise yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh, but it was like a, oh it's so funny because it was like a it was a gay table because basically I befriended them um, and uh, yeah yeah it was upside down uh, it was <laughs> but it was uh, um, basically like an LGBT group of people because I befriended a, a gay befriended a gay and then, like I found him in the it corner it sound like a scheme <laughs> for just one pound a month you can befriend a gay <laughs> even though I let him off the lead he still wants to have the leather on him uh, <laughs> 
um, so it's, uh, but he started to just meet all his pals and stuff. So it's which I'm so bad at. I'm so bad at going. Can we be friends? Yeah. Unless it's a comedian, then you can I go? Oh, cool. We can I like we've got something to talk about, and then you begin to gradually become friends again like, with anybody and what. Um, but then so me and him start hanging out. He's introduced me to these group of people, and then so we're at this the gay table at the pub quiz and then all the other people are straight and uh, we didn't ask but we just know and uh, then <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, and um, then the last question because it was a tie and then they said uh, they said right so um, we're going to have to bring one person from each of the two le- leading teams up and uh, then we'll ask you a question whoever gets the closest ah. answer has to get um, get wins the 55 quid or whatever it was and then they go to, right the question is how many number one singles did ABBA have in the UK and then my mate the gay one just went oh for fuck's sake why did we have to send up the straight one because <laughs> it's the only straight guy up there <laughs> and it's all the gays of the team were going oh was that a number was that number <laughs> I didn't know the question to that though anyway so I went amazing um, talking about pop no, quizzes no. mm. uh, I think we've got about five minutes left if you wanted to uh, ask the last question mm. we're going to go deep we're going to go deep for the last five <laughs> deep come on <laughs> come on guys I feel like I'm doing ASMR as well. you know, when you're about the gay table you know the wedding when you have like the kids table <laughs> <laughs> I've now got like a vision of it being like you know these are the adults these are the children and these are the gays <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you just look around and there's like for some reason fire behind our table yeah. we're just like putting our, our finger can play with us Lauren there's a seat spare <laughs> should also point out that Larry is gay and this isn't just not a massive <laughs> yeah, yeah. if anyone didn't know that by this point well, in the podcast be like oh my god this entire podcast and has been a hate crime what has happened to you and Laura's an absolute fucking fruit fly <laughs> I, don't, I think it's, it's a trust thing, though, isn't it? I think a lot of girls have mm-hmm. a trust thing with gays. It's just, but then, oh man, because I, but then, um, oh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh, I forgot it's gone. No, it's gone. <laughs> you look so sad. Oh, I know. I think, but you know, when you have that thing, you go, oh, there's a joke, there's a joke, there's a joke, and then you go, what was the joke? And you just left all by yourself, and your brain goes, where was that joke go? It was great. It was here a minute ago. I know. It's, I've been writing so many fucking jokes lately. Uh-huh. Um, because after a breakup, I'm just like, oh yeah, this this joke's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get them, I'll get them back with that joke. And um, but then, but usually it's self-deprecating. I tried something out the other night though. Um, mm-hmm. of because if you do, ask, you know, when you do a sad joke. The audience go, yeah. Um, And I was listening to a song, and the song was like really uh, happy and cheery. Mm -hmm. But then I listened to the lyrics, and I was like, this song's actually really sad. It's about how a guy can't love anybody because the person he truly loved. Uh, isn't around anymore uh-huh. and I'm like oh but it's weird that people dance to this yeah. <laughs> you know because it's this guy's heartbreak and I, so I just started combining the two so I've started playing the music whilst <laughs> I'm reading out the really sad jokes that I've wrote <laughs> and it's been so much fun of like just seeing these hot like because I mean one of the jokes was not a particularly amazing joke or anything like that uh, but it's just a kind of like um, a kind of are you okay Larry who's <laughs> um um, I had to move all my ex-boyfriend stuff out of my flat, uh, which is great because uh, my flat now has an echo, which means that it doesn't sound like the, I'm the only person crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
But then the audience would just always go, oh. But then weirdly, if that music's on in the background and I say that and then I dance afterwards, they love it. Dance your way out of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just use the stereotypes to your strength. <laughs> if you could go back, and tell your younger self or give your younger self some advice on like mental health and living without misery what would you tell yourself what age am I though whatever age you think you'll take it in alright uh, <laughs> right so before I wanked <laughs> <laughs> I think stop basing your happiness on other people and I think I don't know what age I started doing that I think actually it was when I in school because we had the kind of cool group mm-hmm. which you know when you kind of group off after primary school and then it begins to be the cool group are in charge of what is cool yeah and then the you then you've actually got your kind of other mates and that and then uh, and I think it was I began to put pressure on myself to be I've mm-hmm. got to be funny because the the cool group we called the bum chums. Um, I was and later in life they sat at the gay table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I was, it was one of those. I think I called them the bum chums just in a kind of like wishful thinking. <laughs> so cool and dreamy. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, I have, none of them were converted. It's awful. Um, uh, well, and uh, just pray for the bum chums. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, I would say stop basing. Because I think as soon as you put your happiness in other somebody else, then you kind of, um, you put it's way too much trust to put. And also then too much pressure. Because mm-hmm. like, I think that's why like a breakup's bad because you have, like you've lent on somebody for long enough. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, oh, my therapist said something, I was like, that's a fucking great point. She says, if you've put all your happiness in your ex and then the problem is it's like a wall, but uh, there's got a support. And once that support mm-hmm. leaves, you're going to crumble. And you've just crumbled because you didn't see it coming and you didn't have any kind of like self self off yeah. because you just put it like oh if he loves me then that means I love me mm-hmm. but then as soon as he doesn't love me then I'm like oh, oh, oh yes. he's supposed to love me so basically get a dog <laughs> <laughs> are you listening Matt are you listening <laughs> get a dog I wonder though like see when because uh, I never break up with them but then I think that's another because mm-hmm. you know when you look back at this you go why the hell did I not end that yeah. before and I'm like but then I think that's probably still working on the self worth thing mm-hmm. I just don't like making people sad yeah I said to my mum I'm like a dog in a relationship because <laughs> I look at people and like you're great you're so handsome <laughs> you're so awesome I think they begin to miss me because I was their self esteem box because mm-hmm. it go to me and I'd be like no no you you can do anything man <laughs> here's a treat <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah my mum did say that to me my mum said what are you going to do then when your ex tries to call you I'm like I'm not going to talk to him <laughs> and she went good boy <laughs> <laughs> now sit <laughs> That's that lovely. That was amazing. Oh, Thank yeah. you so, so much. Oh, thank Cheers. you. Do I need to pay you oh. £45? Pounds? <laughs> 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 Adios. We'll hope you can take something from this podcast and make you live your day-to-day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things do get better. And that's another episode complete. Congratulations. You can count this as one of your good deeds for the day, as the money that was raised from the ads that you might have heard during this episode all goes to CARB, the campaign against living miserably. And that's a good thing to do. It's nice. You've raised some money with your ears. Good work, you. Thank you to Larry for, well, whatever happened in this episode. Thank you to Lauren. Thank you to Dave and Calm, And thank you to you. Because, you just, well, you're wonderful for listening to this, aren't you? Just wonderful. Uh, have a nice week. That's it. Till next time. Bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh, no! Oh, my God, it's, it's a really long video. Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising business. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. What the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.